0: Hi and welcome to the latest episode of the Copcast Podcast. Um, I'm Dave Dunning, your host, and with me this evening I have, for whatever time of the day you're listening to this, I have Umar Naz in London. Umar, how are you doing?
1: Brilliant, thank you very much, yep. Just still buzzing over that win yesterday, so.
0: Oh, there's no better way, is there? Mm. No better way than to beat that lot, than just to absolutely sicken them. Mm. Um, Yeah, it was fantastic. Um chief, you're in Berlin, Neil Patterson. How are you doing? Are you still on a high as well? Divock-a-Ritchie. <laughs>
2: Divock-a-Ritchie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, unbelievable. Um yeah, we'll get into it a bit, but no better way really to beat them. I mean, if you could choose away a way, a you know, a kind of stinking goal in the in the last minute of injury time, well,
0: it doesn't get much better. No, it certainly doesn't. Um I think the the place the place just seemed to absolutely erupt. It went absolutely crazy. You don't get that very often, and um, against Everton, no less, and and probably the the best they've they've played against us in I don't know twenty years, and oh, Jesus. and yet they still conspired to throw it away. <laughs> yeah, and looked genuinely good for a point. And to be fair to them, in the first half. Probably opened us up, in my opinion, more so than most sides, if any team in the league has managed to do this year. Um, I missed some big chances, but um, the Reds come away with a with a shit win, um, which has just wound Everton fans up to the point where they're now sending out petitions um, to get Klopp. Oh, I don't what? know to get Klopp jailed or something oh. for. Um, <laughs> For running onto the okay. pitch. Yeah, which is which is pretty funny. Um, so yeah, Umar, what did you think about the whole the whole scenario? What did you think about the game in general and where we ended up? Oh, it
1: was, um, I was I was what as I was mentioned to you earlier, I was watching at our wedding on my tiny phone and um, it just it seemed really end to end from the bits that I got. I did watch it back about fifteen times today or also, but you know, in the moment at the time then you could tell it was really end to end. And he just thought it was going to be one of those days. Mane missed so many chances. Shakiri had that brilliant chance. Um, and he was just thinking, oh, shit, it's gonna, it's just going to be a nil-nil. And I was, I just, I wanted to win so bad. I didn't even want to draw. Um, and then, because we were watching it on my phone, I think there was about a 30 or 40 second delay. And my brother walks over from the other table and says to me, did Origi score? <laughs> And I was like, no, it's nil-nil still. Um, And he goes, no, I think Origi just scored. And I was like, oh, shit, there's a delay here. Has he really scored? Because it was 94 minutes when I was watching it on my phone. And I thought, surely not, because I know they wasted a bit of time, but I still wasn't aware how much he was going to add on. And then suddenly, you know, the goal happens and we just had to contain myself because I was in a a big hall full of guests. And then I think some other Liverpool fans, um, realized I was watching on my phone and kind of all um, stood around me <laughs> while we were watching the goal back but yeah it was it was brilliant to win it like that and it's funny because there was a tweet I swear there was a tweet earlier in the day and I can't remember who it was I might I might go back and try and find it later someone tweeted uh would you rather a 3-0 win against Everton then he put underneath no I would rather a 97th minute shit controversial goal and I was like wow go act and Prophetic, should we say? Um, but yeah, that was that was just the best way to win it, really, wasn't it? Almost didn't do it. I was a little bit lucky in the end, you have to say. But I mean, it's a shame for for the goalkeeper, for their goalkeeper. A shame for them, but fabulous for us. And credit to Origi for not giving up. Storage had even stopped. I think half the players had started running back when Van Dyke hit that volley over the what was thought to be over the bar anyway, and um, he just kind of kept going. Uh, and realised it was coming back over. I don't know what the goalkeeper was doing, but who cares? It was just amazing. And I just I, I do think we played better as well. I think that midfield was a lot better. The formation, the 4-2-3-1 that he plays is better, I think. We do tend to do um, well when we play that formation, although I don't think it suits Salah and Firmino that much. Firmino was pretty much non-existent the whole game. Salah was OK, but I think he he does prefer to be out wide but yeah it was just uh epic really wasn't it I think today I was off work and I had just some things to do at home and I had the match on all day I just kept turning it on and on and watched the goal about 20 times I reckon it was just ridiculous but it was you can't get enough of it and Jurgen Klopp running into the centre circle to (laughs) hug Alison was just the best thing ever I think that's just the best moment of the season so far and I don't know if we'll top it. I hope we do. I hope there are more games like that, but that was just the best bit, really.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Just, I think, you know, that epitomised everything that every fan was feeling at that particular moment in time, because I think no matter where you were in the world, you just wanted to run onto the middle of the pitch and grab the first player you could find. Um, (laughs) But yeah, phenomenal. Um, And in, in the with regards to the bigger picture, I think, you know, we've talked about there being so little margin for error these days and you know, those two points seem absolutely massive. And I think it, it wasn't just the fact that that it was Everton. That was a bonus. It was um, the last minute goal to to essentially keep us in in touching distance of City. Um, win. win, yeah, because they, they don't look like they don't look like slowing down at the moment. Um, they've conceded a few goals recently, um, and that'll be a wee dig to them. That'll be a wee st- a wee stab. They would have been
2: expecting, you know, thinking. In that ninety-four minutes gone, they, they've got to be counting that as two points drop for us, and they've got to be st- wee celebrations already, I'm sure. And then to have it uh, snatched away from them uh, in the la- in the dying seconds—it's got to be a wee dig in the ribs, like
1: in added added time.
0: Yeah, Which is ironic
1: because uh, they wasted it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was funny. Um, I think it was Gay was laying in the middle of the fence yeah. for two minutes and Manny trying to get him up. And, and there was something first frustrated me earlier, or just before that, where, um, you know, I think Allison had a great, great game. Um, there was one real dodgy throw that he threw straight to um, Coleman, maybe, or, or someone. Yeah. Um, but apart from that, some great saves, excellent distribution, and He's the man of
2: the match. Oh, <laughs> yeah,
0: that header, that that's that's, it. that's save of the season. Oh, absolutely! It was it was, it was it was unbelievable, unbelievable. The One side- of the
1: commentators was saying it was right at him, but you know, whatever.
0: Yeah, and, and maybe <laughs> it was right at him, but he has to he has to be he has in to the start, position though. of the goal where it, it is right at yeah. him. Yeah, you know, to make himself that object.
2: There are many mm-hmm. keepers that just wouldn't have made themselves that big and wouldn't even have stood up, you know. Yeah. Uh, and it's that, it's that Schmeichel-esque, you know, if you, if you want to use that one. But probably Schmeichel-esque is the best, like the, the kind of star figure that he made. And to save that point blank is, is unbelievable. And then you it's get the wee bit of luck when Gomez gets it off the line and then does it It comes back up the post again from Sigurdsson, doesn't it, when he slides in?
0: I think it hits, Gomez flicks it out, it hits Sigurdsson, it hits the post, it comes back and, and hits Sigurdsson again yeah. and then it goes behind. It, yeah. And you it's just, just bizarre.
2: Go, in and go in that we're not conceding the day. Like.
0: <laughs> yeah, and we've been like that. And, you know, another thing about Allison about that was, was very Schmeichel-esque is... is while we were in injury time, and there was a bit of a, a bit of argy Bargy down in the corner between Gomez and Richardson yeah. and Trent, and then Van Dyke came in and got involved, and I was yeah. screaming at the screaming at the TV. Um, what are you doing? Never mind that. Get up the pitch. And then, as soon as the words have come out of my mouth, Alison runs across and just basically says to everybody, "Get the fuck up the pitch now! Enough of this nonsense." Then when. The free kicks about to get taken, to be fair. Um, Sturridge cleverly wins. Um, again, Allison sprinting out of his box and saying, you know what, Trent, there, have another 10 yards. Have another 10 yards to get that as deep into the box as you possibly can. So, you know, it, it's just, it's intelligence. It's an, uh, authority on the pitch. And the performance um, of him between the sticks um, with, with the saves that he made, you know, uh, the, the one from Walcott I thought was fantastic as well. Yeah, uh, Is that the one we, where he
1: came out and got a slight touch to the ball and put yeah, him off? That absolutely, was it. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't know
0: Absolutely
2: it was fantastic. Yeah. Basically, he poured it or just swiped it off his shins.
0: Yeah, um, and it's a risky one, but he gets it right and he gets it yeah. very, very right. Um, so, yeah, um, stand out for me. I don't know, Chief, who, who stood out for you on the day? What did you think? Well, I suppose you've got to say,
2: Alison, as you've mentioned there, I mean, it's a real example of a goalkeeper making a, making a specific and active you know, contribution and a, a real difference to the scoreline. And you know, if we concede, if we if we concede first in that game, you know, there's every chance that the, at best we we get out with a draw. Maybe we go on and win it. Who knows? But seemed like a tight game. Seemed like a game that uh, you know we could have scored as well. Of course, we had Shakiri's chance, and and Manny had a couple of chances as well, clear cut ones. But uh, Alison makes a massive contribution there. I mean, Mane looked lively and was <clears throat> was probably, on the eye, looked like the most likely uh, at times, but then missed, missed a couple of good chances again, especially the one first half where I think it's quite early on, isn't it? It's about 25 minutes, maybe, and he, he just tries to lash it in and just hits it too high, puts too much on it. Um, so Mane looked look, look lively. I mean, obviously... Um, I mean Gomez is is great again, and and the clearance of the line Van Dyke. Um, I thought Fabinho was excellent. I mean I don't think we we played that badly, but I don't think anyone played that badly. Obviously Bobby didn't shine. Um, he had a, a particular sort of five to ten minutes where he actually stank a little bit, <laughs> but um, he kind of pulled that round a, a bit. But he I don't know he looks tired or. Or a bit off, or maybe he's carrying something or, or whatever. Um, so so he wasn't wasn't at his best. I thought Salah actually did well. I mean, I, I read a piece from Andrew Beasley today. Um, that's he is tuned to red on Twitter. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and his piece was about, about Salah and how it was actually one of his most productive displays for Liverpool. I think he's the fifth best. Ever uh, game in a in a red shirt in terms of his contribution and the, the chances he created and the clear cut chances he created and, and so on. So I think he quietly had a, had a good game um, as well. Uh, Shakiri fits and starts, um, <clears throat> and then yeah, I mean generally nobody nobody played badly. Robo had another very solid game. I thought um, Trent obviously played pretty well. Uh, nothing nothing. You know, no, no, no mistakes, no standout moments, particularly either. I mean, I don't know who stood out for you, Mara. I uh,
1: already mentioned Alisson. I thought Fabinho did really well as well. Though. Yeah. I thought he was really good in midfield. There was one particular. Um, I tweeted it earlier as well. There was a when, it was like a tackle slash pass because it was just one touch and it went straight. He, the Everton player had it. He uh, tackled and passed straight to Salah, and then Salah set up Shakir for that goal uh, that um, chance that Shakiri should have scored. So, yeah. I thought, wow, that's just the kind of player we need—the one who's who can press and then find a, 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 with a quick touch a player to create the the chances to that leads that lead to goals. That's what we're missing. I mean, I know I don't want to talk about the other midfield that was played the other day too much, but you know, it just seemed they they're not. The positive thinking. It just kept. They just moved the ball around, but with nothing, no end result to it. They're, they're not looking to do anything with it, and that was that's really frustrating. But yesterday, it seemed like the midfield were really ac- proactive in in trying to find the front three. And I think I think for being to start every game, I'm a massive fan. Um, yeah. Yeah. He needs to I mean, play that's more that's... and more, and the more he plays, I think the better he'll get. And then obviously, slowly, I want Kato in there as well at some point. But I think still think he's you know, adjusting you know, the injury, whatever, didn't help. But, yeah, he needs to start as well soon.
2: Yeah, we, might, we might see him against Burnley, Naby, kind um, Yeah, I agree with you about Fabinho. I think uh, he's going he's gonna to make uh, a starting place his own very, very soon. Uh, I would say, you know, a permanent starting place or a regular starting place, anyway. Um, the fact that just... Klopp's
1: kind of changed the formation to suit him as well. I think he's playing the 4-2-3-1 for him, really, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah did
0: you I mean, notice did, play- did you notice during the did you notice during the game though i don't know for me and you know I'm, i i haven't watched it back and i was watching it um fairly emotionally charged as you can imagine, but to me it looked as though Winaldum was actually more predominantly the deeper of the two yeah yeah definitely um so i think Fabinho was linking the play really well and, and just very, very involved in the game. A bit, a bit, dare I say it, Emre Tan, like as he used to do when he played in that, in that middle middle three midfield position, if you, if you see what I'm saying.
2: Yeah, well, he's, I mean he's got that in that he can carry the ball, he can pass, he can tackle, he's got a bit of everything. And what he also has is the... Is the the reach, the Vieira-esque reach. So just when you, just when the the other player thinks he's he's past, it, past him, that's actually the moment. But Binho's waiting for just to nick it completely, off him. Yeah, and yeah. bamboozled. I mean, I, th- I think he's a real player. I think yeah, it's it's understandable that it's going to take, and it has taken a little time for him to to really be, be you know swimming swimming solidly in the league, but because of the position he's playing uh first and foremost, but uh I think we we've got a real player there and I think um you know there was a reason that Monaco were desperate to hold on to him for that extra season and that they did hold on to him. And you know it 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 kind of Fabinho was the one they didn't want to sell really at all costs and they've kind of collapsed since he's gone. Obviously there've been other going as well. But um I think yeah I think it's really exciting and Nabi Kaida of, I think uh, also did well when he came on. And I think that uh, we'll see, we'll begin to see more of them over the next few games as we really start to rotate and, and start to bed them in, probably.
1: But seriously, yeah, though, how I, many of you thought, oh God, Oreg coming on? What is he going to do? I thought, you know, oh, I'm not going to lie. Exactly. I didn't say like, out loud and I didn't tweet it, but <laughs> I do think, all, oh my days, what are yeah. coming on
2: for? All our sort of went, oh, oh Div- Div- Divox coming on, and some people went, hey, Divy, and, hey, and other people went, for fuck's sake, like. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I just said to me at the time, oh, well, this this is the last throw of the dice. Like, I didn't really go one way or the other. I said, well, this mm. looks desperate, like. This is the last throw of the dice. Yeah. But, I mean, it worked out, didn't it, in the end? I mean, he had those two chances, because he hit the bar with one, and I personally <laughs> thought he was unlucky with that one, because he, he was he was so close to it, and the ball was too high, and he, he just had to flick a foot out, and it could have gone in, you know. But to get the second... Yeah, is, I think... Well, it's, it's, you know, it's good karma. It's played off for him, whatever he's been doing, like it's, it's the luck's come to him.
0: Yeah. And and you're right. That first one was hard because not only is it high and is he close, but the ball's rising as he hits it. So, you know, it's, it's, it's naturally, you know, physics suggests that the ball's going to continue to to rise unless you strike down on top of it. And there's no way he's, he's managing to do that. Um, And I think he absolutely roasted Yari Mina on the right hand side, not long after he came on as well. So, his contribution in, in what, 10, 12 minutes, was, yeah, 12 minutes was was pretty pretty clinical, really. Um, but just talking about centre-forwards, I, I want to bring you back to the point, um, you know, Neil, you mentioned, you mentioned Salah's performance earlier on, you know, statistically. And, and what stuck out for me was his very... Clever and um, almost natural number nine, like hold up play, where he was able to gather the ball in. He backs; he's very clever when he backs in the players to create a little bit of room for himself, and he can always turn there. But his link up play, playing with his back to goal, I thought he was absolutely superb. Um, and yeah, Firmino just not able to get into to get into the same positions and get the same space that he that he does when he's playing centrally with the three. But what was noticeable for me with regards to that was the big chances came to De and Shakiri, And you just wondered if one of those had a fallen into Salah. Playing off one of those flanks um, and joining, joining up the attacks, would that game have been much more comfortable? And that begs the question, for that system, do you think we need a different type of centre-forward? And and if so, is he already at the club?
2: Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not convinced we need it
0: <clears throat> necessarily. I, I mean it depends
2: what you mean by a different sort. Personally I think you, you could I think Bobby could, could do that that role and, and I would you know, I, I agree with you, Salah for me might be a little bit might be a little bit even more effective off the wing. Uh not of, well it's not really the wing. Off the off the left or the right. Um <clears throat> as he was last season. I mean, you look at the goals that he scored last season. My thing for Salah is that you, you want them well I I want him anyway. When 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 you want when you, when you see him at his best, you know, you're putting him in behind someone and he's away. You know, and, and he take take a touch or two in that finish. And, you know, he's got the coolness, he's got the, the calm. He can score all types of goals and he's great at following in. That's that's a really good asset that he has. And other ways as well. I mean, he's got every goal. He's not bad in the air, you know. Um, but I don't know when he's playing up top like that, and and, and obviously up top in a way, it, I think in a, it makes him a bit more of a target. Maybe it's like easier to mark. I don't know. There's there's a point. There is a there is a chance, isn't there, where Salah just goes too soon, and you're just you're looking at it, you're going just just hold your own, just hold your own, just hold your own.
1: He has been be marked by two or three players though as well I think this season a lot more people are just so tight to him he's not getting finding that space I don't know if that is to do with position or it's just that players are mean, just they, more wary of him whereas
2: they're
1: yeah, yeah, they know that he's going to be the one if you give him a yard he's going to bang one in from, from the left well, or whatever he's going to do but you know it does when you look there are sometimes I mean there's always one but there might be even two or three players on him at times
2: but in a way, we have to be—we have to be a bit cleverer there, then, don't we? I mean, if he's attracting three players, that—that that means we're there's there's space somewhere else, and mm. I think we're not really exploiting it as as well as we as well as we could be. Uh, well, that's time, because
1: for me, obviously your, we, we know that he's not playing so well, so maybe obviously he's not benefiting from that. Mane had quite a few chances yesterday, and he's just finishing was a bit poor, but
2: finishing was poor. Finishing, yeah, I mean,
1: yeah,
2: especially the one that he slashes wide. Like, I mean. He, it's it's never on target really is it? I mean you and you'd really expect him to hit the target there. But um I don't know. I don't know do you need another center five type of centre forward. But what would be great would be if if you if you had another one and he was already at the club. I mean, I don't think you go out and buy one, put it like that. But I mean if you can if you can get a tune suddenly out of a Divock or and he can score ten goals off the bench for you in a season, then yeah great, that's brilliant because he is another type of striker and he does offer you, probably does offer you that, that opportunity to play as the lone striker if you are playing four two three one 2 and, and, and act as, you know, um, an understudy in that position. Um, I don't know, I don't know, I have to say, I, I don't think it's lack of, of, of personnel that's it, meant with, you know, the goals of maybe Dried up slightly, or 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 the 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 space has gone. I think it's a combination of factors, but none more so than the fact that you know teams really know about us now and are really scared of us. And at the end of the day, even though we're not <clears throat> necessarily sports and teams, we're we're ten points better off at this point after fourteen games than we, than we were last season. So,
1: and we've only scored one less goal as well. Seems yeah. like we ha- we're not. The same, but you know, we did uh, smash it in the second half of the season. There's a theory going around that Jurgen Klopp's going to unleash <laughs> in the last three. I, I really hope so. <laughs> Can <laughs> you imagine? Well, well, this
0: is the point, he, isn't it? Because it's there's been the press and stats. Or like, yeah. yeah, the press and stats have been going around that that um, we we have expended less energy and and we have been. Less intense than we were last year, and, and you know, statistically and, and on the eye, um, it, it's, it's noticeable. Um, and I think the other point here is not only has Klopp won titles, but he's, he's watched Guardiola in, Ger- in Germany win titles, and he's watched them last year win a title, and, and he knows how Guardiola does it. And there's another theory that City hoped to go out and almost have the league wrapped up by maybe you know February. That's the whole point.
2: That's what Guardiola
0: does. So
1: they concentrate on the that's Champions League. And,
2: and actually, the funny thing is, it's, it's not to get off in too much of a tangent on Guardiola. It's actually been to his detriment that his past clubs because they've had such little competition in their domestic leads, leagues, leagues towards the back end of seasons that they've, their levels dropped for Champions League semifinals and stuff. And that's why he's never,
0: he's never won it. Yeah, uh, well, Gundogan was saying that during the week, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, couldn't do was well saying that during the week where Bournemouth actually played quite well and he said well we enjoyed that because we felt like we needed a challenge to keep us on our toes and keep our, our levels up so you know not many teams go to Manchester City expecting to get a win not many teams go to Manchester City and knock their pan in um, and it's the same when they go to most places as well they kind of write that they kind of write that off don't they um, so yeah absolutely but I mean
2: to, to do with with Klopp and uh, and Guardiola and, and what you were talking about there, how he's seen Guardiola do it. I mean, Guardiola's famously done it. He's pretty much blitzed every league title that he's ever won and, and pretty much won it by February. I mean, I know they did that season upon season at Bayern Munich. I'm pretty sure he did that at Barca. Maybe he had a bit more, more of a challenge, but I think they were pretty dominant as well while he was there. Pretty invincible. And uh, he did the same in City last season. They absolutely had it pissed fucking months in advance. So Klopp, on the other hand, tends to always have a, a really strong second round. That, is, that isn't to say that uh, they don't start well in, in seasons that he's won titles, but the the predominant factor is, is the second half of the season. And what we saw last season was Liverpool really clicking the air over Christmas and into, I would say we were probably, in, you know, into what. The semis of the of the Champions League when we were probably I mean, up to the point I mean obviously the quarter final when we absolutely smashed City. Around that period we're in we're probably in our in our best moment of the season. And then we fade away. Yeah, and then we smashed two. Roma. Yeah, we smashed Roma and then we, we lose to them in the second leg and the shine's gone a little bit and then we we kind of slump uh, in the final we don't have a, a, a great game unfortunately circumstances and notwithstanding but um but yeah i mean i think there's i mean there has to be better from this liverpool team to come you would imagine in in the next part of the season because everybody is saying fans uh, pundits you know journalists everyone is saying liverpool haven't hit their stride we're talking about pressing stats we know that you know, the stats are down. Everyone's talking about Liverpool playing in third gear, playing in second gear, just managing games. Well, it's got to be for a reason. Like, at some point, you you know, it's got to tell. You've got to be able to click up a gear. And if that happens, which we hopefully expect it to, then, yeah, bring it it's on. Got,
1: it's got a piss city off, isn't it, though, that we're in second gear and we're still on the tails. That's the thing the I
2: yeah. looked earlier, whenever we, um, we, I was talking about, it's going to be a dig in the ribs for them. Us getting that league goal, it was immense, City. You know, they're, they're sitting there. I mean, they, they want us to drop points as much as we're sitting there hoping they drop points. You know, mm-hmm. Players and, and fans alike, they're looking at that game going, yes, Everton are going to hold on here. And then for that to happen and City go, fuck's sake, we won 3-1 again. We've notched another. Few. And they're still there.
1: Yeah.
2: Against the I Edo. mean, and
1: they're blitzing teams right now and we're not. It's and kind of we're the opposite.
2: still there. We're still exactly,
1: exactly. Time. And hopefully, mentally, that will count at some point. Well, that's it.
2: Hopefully, it you
0: know the way they're sold, Like to be
1: honest. Mm, yeah, because la- last year they didn't have that at all, did they?
0: Not at all. Well, the reality is, if it's not for our form this year, they're seven points clear already. And you're pretty much tying a ball on that, the way they're playing now. Oh, absolutely. I mean... Um, and we ourselves have opened up a five-point gap between, between us and Chelsea in third place. Um, and and you know, we're 14, really point 14 gap, games in. 14-point gap now to down to Everton Man United and so on. Isn't it? Yeah, it's 14 points. And again, that just goes to show that they're not really any of our business and we're none of their business at this point no, in time. completely
2: not. But I mean, that's, that's
0: sick. Everton are sick.
2: 14 points between yeah. us.
0: Yeah, I think that the top five are now starting to figure themselves out and, and as we kinda kinda thought would happen earlier on in the year, you've got you've got Austin City kind of creating a a, a tip for tat at the top and then the next three fighting it out for, for two places.
2: I mean, it is absolutely that and it is gonna be you would imagine a two horse That's something very strange happens. You've got Chelsea City, is it next week?
0: Yeah, yes, so I was just weekend. just gonna come on to that. That's a nice a nice segue. Neil, you're very apt at those. Um, <laughs> so we have uh, we've got Burnley um, away, and then we've got Bournemouth away, um, and City have. Let me see. They have Watford away on Tuesday, and then they have City away. Or sorry, they have Chelsea away on Saturday evening. Nice. nice two away trips as well. Good. Yeah. yeah. Watford
1: aren't a pushover. I mean, we might have beaten them quite quite well, but that's a tricky game for them, City. Yeah,
0: they're they're in a sticky spot, Watford at the minute, I think, as they lost their last three. Um, they kind of dropped the, the early pace they were setting as good as the start they had to the season. They're now just tense. Um so we're kind of looking at, at the Chelsea game as a as a as a benchmark nearly to see, to see where the city team are and, and and how they're going to come up because it's really their, their first big test since, um, since they've played us really, because the Spurs is very, very easy for them. Um, So we'll see how that pans out, but Burnley during the week, Umara, um, they seem to be a shadow of their, their former selves defensively. They're, they're all, all over the place. I think they've, cons- they've they've given up 30 shots in their last two matches against them. And that's in each game, not combined. Um, so you would hope on paper that this is an opportunity for us to, to go and, and put a game to bed early. What do you think?
1: Yeah, the next two, we should really be um, winning those two. But you just can't tell in the premier league can you even those teams down at the bottom sometimes surprise you especially seeing as those, both of those games are away so uh, i'm sure Klopp won't be taking them lightly at all but it will be i mean it will be interesting to see what happens with the um, city versus Watford on the tuesday because we play the next day so Hopefully, you know if they can somehow um, Watford can somehow do us a favour and, and take some points off them, that would be brilliant. And then, you know, if we could do our job, then you know the table changes up until that weekend. And then the City Chelsea game will really be interesting. What time is that game? Is that on a Saturday? Because we play Saturday at 12:30 in the morning. 5:30.
0: Oh
1: shit! What am Uh, Anyway, I was hoping it was on the Sunday so I could watch it. But anyway, yeah, so that will be interesting. I mean, within a week, the landscape of the top of the league could change to be potentially these two next games are quite, I would say, pivotal, maybe. We'll see. But um, yeah, uh, because like you said, on paper, we should be winning these next two games. But um, City, these two next City games are quite tricky for them. So we'll see where they are. But uh, hopefully we can do our job. And
0: then by next the okay. really top of the league. Well, I've hope, I, 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 wish, I I wish I shared your optimism, to be honest. Um, <laughs> and that's and that's absolutely nothing. Well, do you with don't the, think
1: we can beat Burnley and Bournemouth?
0: Oh, I think that we can beat Burnley and Bournemouth. Yeah, um, oh, it's got right. nothing to do with the way that we're playing. Um, okay. Chief, so with with Burnley then on on Wednesday night, and we've seen, um, Klopp start more often than not. With the the four two three one against, well n- now including Everton, pretty much everybody outside the everybody outside the top, the other top six or top five, if you like. Um, do you expect them to do the same on Wednesday night? Yeah,
2: I do I do? I, I get. I would imagine that he will. I mean, largely because I think Fabinho will keep his place. Um, and i think it's a system that we 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 have employed and i think the 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 idea behind it has been primarily to i think probably to break down those teams that we couldn't break down last year you know famously against the the low blocker whatever you want to call it the deep line teams um you know the the um, the results don't lie you know the points differential would would suggest that you know this is what is this the system change has has allowed us to pick those teams off even if the even if the games are potentially a little drabber um i like the way we're playing i like the system there are question marks over whether it suits Firmino that well or whatever but i mean at the same time he's such a great player you would imagine that he can adapt and and play in the system it, it can't be that it can't be that different he's still playing with the same players primarily and so on i would be more inclined to Think that maybe he needs a, a bit of a rest, a bit of a, a bit of headspace, perhaps for a week or two. I'm not sure, but yeah, I think we will. I think um, short answer. I think we will play that system. Uh, I think we'll look at it. He'll um, look at it as a as an opportunity to rotate as well. Um, I can see a few changes. Um, you know, I think there, there was talk that there's been talk today, or a report by by Paul Joyce that Manny's a doubt due to a cut foot. He didn't train the day. I don't know is a cut foot going to be serious enough to keep him out of a game that's two days away I'm, I'm not sure um, Man I wouldn't have been the ones that w- wouldn't have been one of the ones um, I would have really suggested that he, the clock would have been looking to rest anyway but but you never know uh, maybe he sits out uh, but I think he'll use it as, as a bit of a chance to rotate I think Henderson will obviously come back in uh, after serving his band um, I think he'll use it as a chance to rest Wijnaldum um, he might, he might anyway use it as a chance to to rest him. Um, I don't know. I I, I think your club will be able to go into we'll be able to go into the Burnley game with a perhaps less than strongest eleven. Should we say Lovren could come in? Um, so uh, for maybe maybe for Gomez, um, perhaps or or maybe Gomez goes to right back. I don't particularly like that at all. Um, but against Burnley there will probably be, um, you know, there will probably be kind of agricultural tactics at, at some point, diagonal balls being pumped in, that kind of thing. And um, maybe Gomez will help there. I don't know. Um, but I think we, we will see some rotation. There'll probably be three or four changes. And I think we should still be able to go there and, and win comfortably. Um, they aren't the side that has made it difficult for us so many times in the past. They have. I mean, sides have been recording cricket scores against them, essentially. I mean, any, anyone that's half decent has been hitting them for, for large scores. They made Palace look like Brazil at the weekend there. Um, and that's a Palace team that hadn't scored an open play at home before this weekend. They notched a couple, um, so yeah, I I don't really envisage any trouble at Burnley. I hope I, I hope it's not, you know, pride before fall or whatever, but I I would imagine that, you know, having worked so hard to get the win against Everton the last in this Liverpool side is going to do is going to go away to Burnley and and not get anything other than three points. Watford against City is is a is a, an interesting pro- proposition more than likely City'll just go and and beat them and record a, a fairly routine win, 3-0, 4-0, you know, who knows. But You just never know. I mean, it is at home. They did beat Spurs at home. Spurs are no city, of course. Um, You never know. You have to hold out some hope. that I mean, Wolves got a point off them, didn't they? So maybe Watford can do the same. But, I mean, you know, it's a snowball's chance really in hell, isn't it? So we'll see.
1: Here's a question then. Um, Because I haven't been watching Bournemouth. How have they been doing? Because I'm interested to see whether Klopp is more wanting to rest players against Bournemouth rather than Burnley, because of the Napoli game after that?
2: I think... I don't know, but Bournemouth are, def- Bournemouth are definitely better than Burnley. This year, there's no doubt about that. And they
1: do play, don't they? We know that.
2: And, but the thing is, Bournemouth, Bournemouth will give us a chance. They'll have a go at us. Yeah, we have that's the thing. On the day. And you could see us beating Bournemouth 5-1. You could see it yeah. going 2-2, you know.
1: Because we've got them on the Saturday, early kickoff, and then we've got Napoli on the Tuesday.
2: Yeah, um, so, I, I'm didn't. just
1: thinking that would be, might be, I don't know, it's just that you, you just, like I said, you can't discount any Premier League team, Rather, even if they're at the bottom, that's the problem. No, I think that's, he's going to
2: have to rotate a couple or two or three on, on, uh, on Wednesday. And then two yeah. or three again, a different two or three on, on Saturday. You know.
1: Well, he or might he, play the oh. same team and then see how it goes and maybe you know, rest some at the end. I think that might be the,
2: the safest option. Yeah, he's definitely gonna to want to be, have a fresh team for Napoli. I mean, there's mm. no doubt. I
1: mean, obviously that's
2: huge. Um, but I mean, if you if you, I mean, I think there's scope. There's definitely scope to beat Burnley, making a couple of changes. You know, um, there, there's no doubt about that. I mean, Henderson's an obvious one. He sat out the last game anyway. You could bring a Lovren in. That's another one. Um, you know, you could you could bring Nabi Keïta in maybe for Shaqiri. I mean that's another one that three changes got made already,
0: and you know you can even look at it, up. you could even do more. I mean, Bernie I are... think I think you maybe see I think you maybe see Moreno. Yeah, I think possible. I think. Do you think he's going to
1: make that many changes, though? I mean, it's I still think, the Premier think, League. We still need the, to get the points. I don't know if that many changes is wise.
2: Yeah, I don't. Not, think not think at the back four or, anyway. Or than one change to the back four.
0: I don't mm. think.
1: Is anyone else concerned about if the... See... Go on, sorry. No, go ahead. What are you going to say? No, I was going to say, um, obviously, we've seen him uh, rotate Gomez, Lovren. Maybe he's done Matip as well. But Virgil van Dijk, I mean, he plays every game. I'm a bit worried that he's not getting any rest at all.
0: Um, ever. Van Dijk... I know he's a,
1: mat, he's a machine, but, you know, seriously, he needs to... Well,
0: you could. There's he's a, a show you can
2: play Lovren and Gomez. Yeah, that's there, what I was thinking. there, there certainly
0: there certainly is. Um, I I I I do think I do think against Burnley you will see Van Dijk um, and, and possibly format You will see a change there. Maybe I think I think I think Burnley you'll see Van Dijk and you'll see Lovren, and that will be as much to rest one of either Trent or Gomez, and as much to combat the likes of. Sam folks, and that other big lads, Barnes. Um, because they're going to be fairly route one and they're going to, you know, they only know one way to play and it's not on the floor. Um, uh,
1: Lovren wasn't even on the bench yesterday. So i was just, I mean, I'm, I don't know if you guys heard anything. Normally he's on the bench. So if is he okay? Is he injured or something? Probably Then obviously.
0: <laughs> he probably if has not... got the flu. He's got the worst immune system of any footballer <laughs> I've ever known. <laughs>
1: Because if that's the case, then Mattip is the other one, isn't he? Because
0: yeah, and if you, you know he's, he's, he he's trusted him before. He trusted him against against Cardiff, who, let's be honest, this year they look to be of like a fairly similar standard. Um, and There's, I think you know, I think you're right. You'll you'll probably see you'll probably see Kira, but I I think he could make wholesale changes. I expect. Come 6.45 on Wednesday night, an absolute social media meltdown.
2: I know. What, do you reckon, does Divi get the nod?
0: I don't know. I don't know about Big Divi. Um, <laughs> but, you know, he's, let's be honest, he, he's done himself no harm, has he? Um, or oh, and go <laughs> give Alison a rest. He's, he's done himself no harm. You know, I think, do you leave Sal out? Do do you do you do one of these where you go with a you go with a really strong bench and um, no they like... I don't mind it it's worked it served us reasonably well in the past on a few occasions I think was it Stoke last year we struggled a little bit and um, a few
2: years a couple of years ago now, was it a couple it had... of
0: years ago now um, I and mean, it,
2: it has worked a lot time, but. But is is Salah raging if you're resting him against Burnley? You know, is Salah is Salah going fuck's sake? That that's a hat trick I could have had.
0: Maybe and and maybe you just say the Salah you play and maybe he does. And I, I'll be honest with you, I think Salah probably does play. Yeah, um, I I don't
2: I think he's bringing him off the other day is is a sign he's playing him. I, I
0: agree. I agree. I think. I think. But I think. If he can get Manai in the pitch, he generally gets Manai in the pitch at every opportunity that he possibly can. Salah in the form he's in is the same. I think Firmino could come out. I think you could see. I think you could see a mid a midfield an absolute an absolute wind up midfield. A lot of people, which is going to contain both Henderson and Lalana, and maybe even Milner, and people are going to absolutely lose their shit. Um, I, I-
2: I don't know about Lallana. I don't. Know. I, I know what you mean. I, I know what you mean. But I'm not convinced on on whether he he still sees Adam Lallana as an option at this point, given that he hasn't. He wasn't on the bench the other night, was he? Oh, I he don't know. Bench. Let me. Yeah. Um. No, I don't think he was. I Don't think he was in the squad and I think that he's um, I don't know I just think after a couple of appearances he's made I think Klopp's kind of gone now he, he's he's way off at this point Like I don't know I might, might be wrong but I do know what you mean there might be there might be certain uh, certainly question marks and questions raised on, on social media but, but the line I mean it's going to be interesting as you mentioned like Burnley's obviously on, on Wednesday night and then looking ahead you've got Bournemouth on Saturday and that's away and Umar said that's the early kick-off as well I mean, you need to go, I think you need to go quite strong in that game, to be honest. I mean, again, there's going to be scope for a couple of changes, but Bournemouth have been far better than Burnley this year. I mean, Bournemouth are, are decent. I mean, didn't they win their first four games? And, and they've be, been, I've seen them. They, they were decent. I mean, they give City a, a game.
0: Yeah, they, they score goals. They've got pace. Wilson's been playing well. They the... break on you really fucking quickly. So if you that's... get it wrong,
2: they're in behind you and they'll, they'll, they'll punish you. Like, that's how they play.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So let's let's see. I suppose how we line up, Um, but at least at least um, you would go into this match knowing that we have a far higher standard of replacement players than than we had last year. You know, we're talking about is we're talking about is it Gomez Van Dyke Lovren instead of is it Lovren Madap Clavin? Yeah. Those yeah. are, those are the levels that we're talking about. So I suppose we can we can be thankful for small okay. mercies and uh, no. sorry.
2: We can rest easy on that one now, which is nice. Like it is, it is a good squad. And I was just thinking as we were talking about it there, you know exactly what you said. Like um, nobody that was coming up but it was being mentioned, save for maybe Lalana, <laughs> But... Uh, <laughs> in any way, like a big step down or a big step back, obviously there's a difference in in, in quality in certain areas, but at the same time you're, you're confident that they can all come in and, and do a job certainly against against Burnley the way they're playing and and hopefully against Bournemouth as well
0: and then I mean are we're we going to talk about napoli well i was just go- I was just going to say um you know we've talked about the potential rotation with with uh, you know Amara's mentioned the potential rotation with um with Napoli in mind after those two games. Um, it's, a, it's a big... It's a bit of a, a, bit of a fixture pile-up at the moment. Um, I think it's something crazy. Like, I think was that, that was the first of 11 games in 44 days or something crazy like that, or 40 days or something like that. Um, so we are going to see a lot of rotation, and you would expect Klopp to prioritise teams. And with Napoli coming up... Um, um, it's it's kind of do or die, isn't it? And we're we're hoping for another one of those, another one of those special European nights at this point in time. With the way things have panned out,
1: yeah, I'm not, I'm really nervous about this because I don't know. I know everyone's saying it's at Anfield and we should beat Napoli, and they're not great away. I just oh god, I hate these one-off games where it's just like a penalty shootout, really, isn't it? So we can beat them one nil. Um, and that's enough so you know we, we we are good with our clean sheets and stuff like that but you know you, you just can't can't account for anything really can you and then you've got the fact that if we concede then we have to score two more goals so whereas we're more than capable it's just oh, it's, it's just going to be so nerve-wracking i just it's oh, i just can't i'm really nervous about it i know you know like i said everyone's really confident um, uh, Carlo Ancelotti as well knows us really well. so And, and but Napoli only need a draw, so they'll set up to frustrate us probably. And Klopp's made it quite clear that PSG and their antics frustrated us last week. So I'm sure Napoli are well, um, you know, they know exactly what they need to do and they'll do it. So, yeah. So I wasn't a big fan of Klopp repeating again and again how um, PSG were frustrating us by with the stoppages and everything. I just think it gives the the enemy ammunition. But you know, there you go. He's done, he's done it now. It's too late. But uh, yeah, I I've, I really hope we do. I think we can do it. <laughs> just as part of me thinking shit, you know. I really don't want to go out in the group stages because this competition. I don't care if we don't win it or whatever. It's just we need to go deep into this competition. It's it's our competition. It feels like that's what our team is for and our club is for and I just can't fathom at the moment us not being in it seeing what we did with it last year I just want to I really really desperately desperately want to qualify so bad that I think if it didn't happen I'd just be devastated but I'm hoping we can do it
0: Yeah I think I think everyone is and you know there's 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 a I suppose there's a lot riding on this game because you're looking at the fact that you know these, these players signed and these players stayed with Liverpool primarily to, to play in this competition and to go deep into this competition. Um, you're also looking at the potential impact that will have on the momentum of the team if we go out in the group stages and how that's going to affect the league form. And the other thing that you have is that with the gap now opening up between. Um, us and, and the rest of the pack below us, um, could we get ourselves into a position where we're essentially doing what Manchester United were doing two years ago, which is just kind of ambling to second place with no chance of catching City and no chance of anybody else catching us. And that's not really a season on paper as successful as it might be that anybody really wants to get involved in. So um, how do you think we'll approach it and are you, are you as nervous as Umar is? Um,
2: obviously, it's a massive game, like, and, you know, I think, to be honest, I think that the biggest thing for me is uh, why it is a, a kind of an absolute must-win, is that, you know, if you crashed out of the Champions League in the group stages, um, in that group, and you just went out, it wouldn't wouldn't be that much of a shame. I mean, it wouldn't be that. You you shouldn't wouldn't wouldn't need to be ashamed. You know, it, it's Napoli, it's PSG, who are mega bucks. It's 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 the group of death. Um, but the the big issue is you drop into the Europa League, and that's an issue that nobody wants to. have. It's a competition nobody wants to have to deal with. Nobody nobody is planned for. Nobody is prepared for. Nobody wants to fucking get into Thursday Sunday and all that kind of crap. And then how do you approach it, and how does that have a knock-on effect on, on your league form, and, and all the rest of it. So if you just went out, you know, and you just said, right, okay, we, we fucking we battled hard. And, you know, say you were 1-0 up at Anfield, and Napoli nick one in the 95th minute or something, and you just went out, and you went straight out, and that was it. You know, you'd, you'd be disappointed, but you could just carry on with your season. The fact that you drop into another competition and it changes then your entire basic, basically your planning for the season um, is the real kind of kicking the balls in this situation. So I think we'll approach it, obviously, with the, the idea of winning. I think it's kind of, it's a bit of a catch-22 for Napoli in a way, sort of, uh, in that yeah they only need a draw. So as you said, Umara, they'll set up for that. But, you know, you don't set up for a 1-1. You set up for a 0-0. And we only need a 1-0. So if they're not going to be that comfortable, no matter what, if they, if, even if their game plan is going to a t, If you get to the 80th minute and it's 0-0, the pressure's on them more than it is us because they're not going to go for the winner, and we are, if you see what I mean. So I don't, I don't think it's that you know, that, that cut and dry. The thing is, if we're going to rely on keeping a clean sheet, we're going to rely on the fact that maybe they're, they're going to try and sit back and, 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 and not maybe attack us so much, not maybe look for that goal. Then, you know, we need to be able to break them down. If, on the other hand, we just want to win that game, then we need to, then we need to go out and win it by a couple of goals and then make sure, you know what I mean? Um, and I think that's, that's really the decision that has to be made, I suppose. Do you take it as a as a game like any other that you just set out to win by scoring more goals than the other team, or do you take it on on the actual merits of what it is in isolation? In that you need one goal, and even if it is nil nil on eighty five, you're you're probably in the ascendancy. That's the,
0: yeah, that's it's the, a strange one. Yeah, it's kind of it's a, a strange one. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're you're looking at it from the point of. Of you're not ever really going to be comfortable during that match unless it's 4-0 yeah well I mean either that either you, you go out and you you
2: know you, you go 2-0 up in the first half and you get another one after half time and then you're 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 pretty much happy that you know hopefully you'll you'll see it out and you will see it out and the game's going one way or you know as I said as I said if it is 0-0 getting to the latter stages you know we're gonna be more confident than them. You know, our fans are gonna be we're, we're we're in the better position. So it's it's a difficult one because you only need a fucking 96 minute debuggeriji
0: header to fucking win one nil, don't you? Yeah, well, well that's we've it, used and...
1: up that card, you're not gonna have it again.
0: Yeah, we... well, I don't know. I thought I thought we'd used it up at Chelsea and um with a last minute goal and
2: keep going and keep going, and they're gonna if we're force, forcing pressure. 80 minutes, 85 minutes, corners are, you know, we're getting corners, we're putting the pressure on, you know, their away form Isn't great, especially in Europe? I mean, they could buckle, but the pressure is on them. i You've got to be confident,
0: I think, going into a game at home, knowing you need to win 1-0 and you're through. Yeah, I think so. And I think, you know, one thing that, and this is one thing that we, we can now draw on, is that, is that European experience from the, the scenario that we got ourselves into at Dortmund to um, you know, going away to City and going that early, go behind and managing, and managing to pull it through, making things difficult for ourselves at, um, away at Roma when it should have been so much simpler? Um, so we can draw on those experiences and, and have a bit of confidence that it's absolutely within our hands and regardless of what plays out on the pitch within an hour, 70, 80 minutes gone, that we're, we're always going to be in the game. Um, so, the difficult thing, I think, is exactly what you're saying, Chief. It's it's how do we approach it, but do you expect, then, do you expect the same goal as four three three 3 as he has done in the big games, but how... Ancelotti really managed to get a handle on out in, in Naples and uh, went three at the back and, and absolutely nullified us. Um, or do you take the gamble uh, and you try and outthink Ancelotti and go with the 4 2 I
2: think, I don't know, I think you might be. I mean, me and my, a, a friend of mine and I were having this conversation, I think, last week. Um well yeah, it the after the PSG game. After the PSG game and we were saying, you know, um talking about the four four three three and the and the four two three one and um if if Klopp was, was too conservative perhaps in, in, in big games, if he if he treated them a little bit differently, um because he, he, he you know he felt the pressure a bit and then felt the need to, to be a bit more conservative in certain games uh, well the the finals the, the big ones really the, the must wins against the the biggest teams um, and we're just having this kind of back and forth and and it's a question of do you you know he was saying you know you go back to your tried and tested you know you go back to what what works and i was saying well yeah but if you've gone back to that if you've gone back to the well the last six times and, and the water's been dry essentially or the well's been dry do you do you not perhaps twist the next time um, and I think the fact that Ancelotti really did nullify the four three three is going to tempt Klopp certainly did, and added to the fact that four two three one is working really well and we look really solid with it. Um, we haven't we haven't really conceded many goals at all when when using it. Um, <clears throat> I think he might be tempted to just to throw Ancelotti a bit of a curve as well, like because you know Ancelotti's going to be, I suppose, setting up for the four three three, isn't he? He's going to. I mean the game is as important to him as it is to us. It's as important to, to Napoli as it, as it is to Liverpool. They they want to go through. Because if they if they don't get what they need, they're going out. I mean it's 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 Monte Carlo or bust like isn't it? It's a it's a straight shootout right, this game. So there's a lot riding on it and they're feeling pressure as well. You know? Um We'll have to see. We'll have to see. I think, but I I think I the think
1: anfield it, factors obviously Massive uh, massive advantage for
2: us. So, what is it there The
1: Anfield factor I yeah. think, is a massive, massive advantage for us. So, absolutely. I'm glad it's at home. Uh, so, if anything, that will help us get over the line.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can't ask for more. As I said, you know, you've got one game at home. You got to win one 0 or you have got to win the game by two. Um, you've got to hope we, we, we're definitely capable of doing it. I mean, you know, we the team is definitely capable of doing it. Um, and yeah, I think. I think Klopp might be tempted to, to just change it up. Um, well, change from the way that we played the last time against them, just to make Ancelotti think.
0: Okay, so I suppose it's all up in the air at the minute. We've, we've three matches in, what, 10 days? Um, and that could well define our season one way or the other. Um but sure don't they all at the minute. So well, that's it.
2: I mean the only the only the I was gonna say that the one that really defines it I suppose is going to be the Napoli one because in the league the next game is defining our season every every time City win, the next game is the most important like you know? So
0: yeah, it is. And there's so little margin for error and, and to be fair, we've been we've been operating within those parameters all season. Um that there's so little margin for error. So um, you know, I don't imagine that the team will be prepared for, for going out and getting a result because you're right, every game in the league is almost the same as, as the game against Napoli. Every game must-win at the moment with the pace that's being set. Um, so, Imara, um, any, any final thoughts before we, we wrap things up?
1: Not really, just, you know, still buzzing over the Everton win, so that's just going to continue until at least Wednesday, (laughs) and then hopefully we'll have another win to to look look over as well, but yeah, it's, um, the next kind of few fixtures are huge, like you just said, so season-defining even, obviously, the Napoli game we've mentioned. and Even the next few games, um, Premier League games, are are really important as well. I mean, as they all are, but kind of the ones that come back-to-back, you want to keep your momentum going. As I said, hopefully City can maybe drop a couple of points here or there. And then we back up there with them. At the moment, it's just two points. It's just a couple of draws, maybe one loss. You never know. But uh, you're right, it's difficult to see City losing. But, you know, draws are possible, so you just never know and hopefully Chelsea can do us a favour next weekend if Watford don't before then.
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, I think the other thing is this is a real opportunity for, for us to build some momentum. We've got, you know, off the back of that, of that last-minute winner, um, the, the team will be absolutely buoyant. Um, mm-hmm. Going to Burnley where you can hopefully, you know, fill your boots, um, and get some of the forwards, you know, for instance, it would be great for, for me, you know, to get, to get in the stores, the score sheet for, for Sturridge to come in and maybe do something and sell it, a, sell it a Nick one or two or five. Um, and then you go to Bournemouth and, and, you know, hopefully that's another team that we can, we can create chances against them. We can put away and, and continue to build that momentum up to the NAP league game. And if you get through that game, then, you know, that could be a real springboard for the season. Um, do you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, as we
2: were saying, you know, you just need to keep winning. just need to keep winning. We, just need to keep winning. we get, the, get the Champions League sorted out against Napoli, get, get that uh, box, and then you can just get the head down and focus on, on league fixtures over Christmas. And, yeah, you know, I think the best is still to come for Liverpool this season. You know, it's been great so far. Don't get me wrong. But uh, I think we've, we've yet to really explode. And I think this, this team has it in them to do that. So, um, yeah, let's hang
0: in there with City and our, our time will come. Mark. OK, so um, thanks very much for, for joining us tonight then. up up the eminently uh, exploding reds. <laughs> All right, guys, that does one,
2: second. one second, let me stop it.